0: up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com before the 1900s it would have been very strange to explain what the founder of vpl research jason lanier was trying to do when he began to develop the gear including the goggles and gloves needed to experience what he called virtual reality it is now commonplace to find people, especially in cities across Africa, go to game houses and arcades experience virtual reality through games. Virtual reality is a digital mechanism for creating a simulated environment through the use of computer technologies. It is a way in which to experience real-life situations and environments through the use of Typically, a headset that straps onto your head and covers your eyes. It allows you to experience the thrill and fear of a 10 loop roller coaster without physically being in one. The way virtual reality is able to mimic realistic experiences is what makes it very popular. An example of this would be the way your stomach drops when hitting a particularly big drop on a roller coaster, or the way your skin feels when the sun is shining on it. Much the same way we may experience the ability to feel things in dreams. Virtual reality has to date mainly been used in the production of video games as well as for the viewing of movies. There are also applications and programs that can be run in combination with the use of a virtual reality headset that allows the user to explore locations they may not be able to in actual reality, such as experiencing Lagos the Amazon forest, or a tour of a museum halfway across the world. In this way, the purpose of virtual reality could be described as both a medium of entertainment and a way to experience a reality that may not be possible in real life. Businesses who have found how important it is for their consumers to experience their products even without being physically present have started making use of virtual reality to advance this experience for their consumers. Asides cinema and entertainment, medical and diagnostics, high risk job training, tourism, shopping, and even real estate are industries where virtual reality is revolutionizing the experience of practitioners and consumers. In this chat with the founder of Ghana's leading provider of interactive virtual tours and dynamic digital experiences, Dorbison, which was founded in 2018, will discuss the huge potentials of virtual reality to other industries besides the world of gaming. Dobison's freemium platform 360 Ghana is currently the largest library of tourist attractions, experiences, and places to stay in virtual reality. Selassie Awiti, welcome. How are you doing?
1: Thank you, Antonia. Thanks for having me. I'm doing quite great. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, How's the weather in Ghana? Luckily, it's still somewhat in the morning, so the sun hasn't really come out, all guns blazing. So right now it's kind of cool, but I expect that in some hours' time, you know, it will get quite hot. And then everyone will have to, like, find a place to be indoors. Mm,
0: true. And I hope I got the name yeah. right.
1: Selassie. Yes. And, yes. And Selassie and uh company is Dobison. Okay. I, I think you got all correct. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Beautiful.
0: So virtual reality seems yeah. to be yeah. weaving itself into our businesses and our daily lives because we always want to improve the experience of consumers. But not everyone knows yeah. about this. If you were chatting with uh, an SME owner, because we have a lot of SMEs in Africa, and now this SME is new to the idea of virtual reality, how would you describe this somewhat new idea?
1: Okay, so I think you gave quite a great description. Um, and um, to add to that, what I would say is, uh, in simple terms, virtual reality is the technology that makes a person feel like they're somewhere else, right? So it enables you to go to places and view things like you were there. And when we say like you were there is basically in the sense that if you were standing at that location physically yourself, you could turn around and view the whole space in 360. And that is what virtual reality allows you to replicate so that people from wherever they are in the the world can still interact with your physical assets as if they were standing there yourself and be able to make um, additional um, interactions or even um, have additional functionalities that may benefit or will benefit your business. And what I'll add to that is our initial focus is focusing on SMEs that have physical spaces that people can experience. In our business segment, this is what we mean when we are talking about um, virtual reality, allowing people to experience places from the comfort of their home as if they were there themselves.
0: So let's get to the point where you went into, you had to go into virtual reality. You know, this augmented reality, AR, this artificial intelligence, AI, blockchain, and other new technologies that are changing, how consumers have relationship with businesses. Why did you decide to go into virtual reality? Okay,
1: so before I started Dobesen, I was actually... Creatively, creative designer in a marketing agency. And my responsibilities were around creating content for some of the leading brands in Ghana, talk of Vodafone, MTN, all these big telcos and other companies. And while in the process of my work, I came across, uh, we came and actually at that time, Facebook had just launched their 360 photos uh, functionality on Facebook. And uh, I was tasked with um, coming up with the concept or creative that sort of uh, took advantage of this and to help the, the our, our clients' um, online presence bloom and also go viral. And once I started interacting with them, um, the 360 media and seeing as it is sort of the upgrade of what I of what we're currently providing then, which was flat imagery, which couldn't sort of um, provide the additional context that 360 could. So um looking at that and look also looking at the tech terrain what kind of tech has been adopted and how far it is going I looked at all these things and decided that virtual reality is um the best step forward coming from where we what I previously used to do so it is so that was why I chose um virtual reality over augmented reality and all, all the other um technologies because we, I had some background in um, content production, which is flat content, and I could see the benefits of virtual reality to the clients that I was servicing at that time. So that is why we chose virtual reality. And like I said, also in Africa, we decided to go, we uh, we studied the uh, tech terrain and looked at what tech is actually available to um, everyday Africans or everyday Ghanaians, And uh, we realized that so even though some of these technologies are far advanced outside and even you could bring it to Africa, the question was, once you bring it in, how quickly would the adoption be? Do people have the tech to actually take advantage of these technologies? And also looking at all of this, we realized that virtual reality is sort of in the middle point where the smartphone penetration in Africa is quite high and people could easily explore and experience virtual reality on their smartphones without having to um, get these uh, expensive headsets and all of that. So this is one of the reasons this I'll actually I would say the a combination of all these reasons is why we chose um virtual reality although I, what I would say is that in our approach uh, starting with virtual reality as the tech um, as the tech adoption across Africa changes we would keep introducing um, new technologies to match up what what everyday africans can actually access and use so a uh, virtual reality is just the starting point but we also have augmented reality that we want to bring up and also with the artificial intelligence these are this is a uh, more functionality that we would integrate into our platforms to to make them smarter and to make our brands um you know to give our brands more information from the from the virtual reality content that they produce and also to help the consumers who are interacting with these content make uh, smarter purchasing decisions
0: beautiful so a lot of africans got introduced to virtual reality during the pandemic talking tourism and hospitality industry and though this industry hasn't fully recovered. The idea of virtual tourism really became a thing during the pandemic lockdown. Do you think that virtual reality can restore the glory days of the tourism and hospitality industry? And also, how is virtual reality providing for a sort of transition to occur with little or no hassles?
1: Okay, what I would say is, you know, the glory days of tourism and hospitality, those days are, are in the past. Um, what we are, what what it looks like now, especially with the COVID pandemic and all, is that what it, this tells us is tourism and the hospitality industry in itself is changing. So if there will be glory days, it would be new glory days and not going back to the old ways of the tourism industry. And what we also believe is that virtual reality cannot single-handedly restore this, but virtual reality. Combined with other on-ground um, activities of the tourism industry, a lot of fun- a lot of uh, other moving parts will come together to help restore tour- the tourism industry. Because on one end, what virtual reality is doing is um, digitizing these um, sites and locations. But the whole aim is that, for especially in our discussions with these um, tourism and hospitality players, still their whole aim is to bring people to these sites. So what virtual reality does is giving the tour operators and owners additional tools to help them navigate this digital terrain that we are living in where a lot of people are more reliant on digital than on physical, right? So what we are doing is providing the industry with the tools that they need to sort of navigate this new terrain and sort of reestablish and rebuild a new glory days that is built on top of both physical and digital or virtual tourism right and you ask of how virtual reality is providing this for this transition what we are doing is on on one end we have a lot of um tour operators and um hotels that require this sort of technology especially to help engage with them um, travelers who can no longer um let's say travel to these sites but on top of that, as we know that because of the lack of this, because of the lack of travel, they aren't able to generate revenue. We're also providing them the opportunity to generate online revenue through viewerships, through when people add placements that are on there. We may we have planning to have these um, tourism and tour operators to also access revenue from that as well, so that they are generating revenue both online and offline. Additionally, what the tour operators are going through is, um, especially the hotels, they have the issue of um, high, high commission fees that they pay to other online travel agencies and especially in this COVID era where there, there isn't a lot of traffic coming through yet, they still have to they still have these obligations to pay. What we are giving them is providing them additional avenues for them to monetize their site. So instead of people going to, let's say, a booking.com and booking through that place, and then the booking gets a commission, we allow these um, operators to embed booking options directly into these stores so that they basically capture all the revenue. Right. So what we are doing in a nutshell is providing these um, tour operators a digital avenue to sell their products, whether it's tours to these sites, whether it's um, ticketing to book these places. However, however it may be, what we are doing is providing these um, in the industry with the digital tools to help them reclaim their glorious past in the future, of course.
0: Wow. That's quite beautiful. A hybrid system that helps to not just helping the Firms to stay afloat during the pandemic lockdown with paucity of funds, but to also try to increase their earnings. Now, I experienced the Ghana Infectious Disease Centre, uh, seeing the corridors of hope, the intensive care units, and the whole experience just gets a facelift. I haven't, you know, been to it yet, but I experienced it. How did you decide on the project, and how did it go generally? Okay. So with regards
1: to the Infectious Disease Center, um, that was a part of our corporate responsibility. And that actually started um, during the COVID um, pandemic, because we realized that this, our technology was uh, one of the ways to bridge that sort of um, divide that had been created due to the lockdowns, right? So our team... um, Actually, it started by um, the Infectious Disease Center um, asking for sort of um, help from other corporate bodies to sort of um, support that initiative. Because the Infectious Disease Center was basically put together or built and by a COVID-19 fund that was set up by corporate institutions. So it was something we could um, contribute to, especially as people would not be able to visit these sites And see the good work being done by the fund unless of course they had the COVID uh, uh, and then unless of course they had COVID and were admitted at the center so it was again it was our first um, it was our it was our first move in uh, in sort of rolling out an action or an initiative to support industries during the COVID um, pandemic so well, we got in contact with them and they loved our idea. And, and it was quite tight because they wanted to launch it immediately. The center was completed. So we had to really work hand in hand with them as the center was being uh, built and finished up. And um, we and also had to make it ready for launch as the place was also inaugur- being inaugurated by the president. There were just a few people at the site to inaugurate, but they planned to um, have or have you know, all Ghanians access to view it. So our virtual tool was what was used to bridge that gap. And it was uh, quite a wonderful experience working with them and learning about how um, how all that came together. And built off the back of that, um, we also built off the back of that, we opened up to the educational institutions as well. And basically looking at um, institutions and industries that have been hard hit by the COVID pandemic. And also, obviously, this COVID pandemic would affect um, their revenues and all of that. So we also introduced discounts for um, sort of what we would call um, generally COVID discounts for companies that were severely affected by the COVID pandemic, being the hospitality and tourism and also the educational institutes as well. So that was how that was basically how that whole um, story came about.
0: Wow. Okay. Beautiful one. So I also experienced Apollonia City, right, on um, the portfolio on Dobysin, uh website, Dobison's website. Yeah. And as cities develop and expand, there will be need for housing building development plans. And in cities across Africa, like Joburg, Lagos, Nairobi, there are clear indications that the real estate industry is growing in leaps and bounds. How does virtual reality improve the stakes of real estate businesses that invest in it? Okay,
1: so um, with that, you know, what I'll start with is saying that, um, as we all know, time is money. And um when you're looking for places, when you're looking as a as a as a homeowner or home renter, potential homeowner or renter, when you're looking for places, it sometimes takes a lot of time having to go to all these different houses. Um, what's the pictures that may even be online advertised may is not what you would see on the ground. And even the time spent by the um by these um estate developers seeing all these um all these potentials who end up being wasted viewings and all of that. What this, what the VR, what VR does for the industry is to save everyone time, and therefore helping everyone save and make more money, right? So what you mentioned, Apollonia City, and Apollonia City is uh, about an hour's drive from the city center, and um, we know especially on weekdays, which is when um, a lot of everyone is basically working. There is so much traffic. Um, how much? How, how much time can you take out of your nine to five to drive all the way to Apolonia and explore, um, and look for homes? And note, Apolonia is over two thousand acres, and um, what you saw on the site is just the first phase, right? So even to explore Apolonia City in its entirety would take you a lot of time. And what, and in the case of Apolonia City, what this does is to basically turn that whole two thousand acre development into an asset that you can easily explore on your phone within 30 minutes, right? Or even within 30 minutes or less without you having to drive all the way to Apollonia. So by the time, if you are interested or if you make a solid decision on acquiring from Apollonia, It is not time you would go there to go and waste or now browsing. you know exactly what you're going for. You've seen how it looks like from all angles. You've been able to contact the realtor through the virtual tour, make all your inquiries. So on all ends, time is saved, you know? It makes purchasing easy. It eliminates the need for in-person viewing. And we do this for all our clients. And also we, besides them, besides it being a tool for the end consumers to explore, we also provide offline solutions for these real estate companies, where in their marketing and sales strategy, they can actually take their they can actually take their property to people's offices instead of calling people to come to their sites. And we've seen many cases of this, especially even during um, housing fairs, where you would go for our clients like Apollonia City and Jail Properties. You would go, and so what everyone sort of has is a. Is a dummy of the building. And when you go to Apollonia City, you can actually be there and explore the, the site, explore everything, find all the contextual information that you need. So when you talk about cities developing and expanding across Africa, you know, what we do find out is a lot of these developments happen outside the city centers since these are the places where you would get the amount of land you need to actually build out these developments. And VR would bridge the distance between the city centers and these, um, these um, far out city developments. And even beyond just um, local purchasing. Also, we have um, for, again, going back to our client Apollonia City, they also even market to people, um, to potentials outside Ghana and Africa, in the U.S. and in the U.K., and this is a better tool for them to sort of market their OS, especially as VR is has already taken hold in these areas. It is easier for them to connect on that level with potential customers outside of Africa. There is even greater benefits when they do it and sell to people in the diaspora who are interested in settling back in Africa. You know, one of the problems that we encountered in talking to a lot of people is um, how potentials outside of Africa make home purchases, where they just see a few pictures, don't have a lot of information, give money to um, people on on the ground, and sort of they come back and their money is either squandered or what they want, they don't get it. Mm -hmm. And this tool is what sort of bridges that gap so that, the idea is what you see is what you get, and you can talk directly to the people providing it instead of going through middlemen. Right. So yeah. this is what this is the potential for um, for VR in the real estate market.
0: Very huge potentials, I must say. Now, if an SME, if I'm an SME owner, I'm wondering what services from production to hosting, what services and what range of prices should I be looking forward to?
1: Okay, so in terms of services, what we provide is, we provide across the board, we provide 360 um, photography, 360 videography as well, and then taking all this content and either developing it into interactive virtual tours or uploading them to um, Google's platforms, because Dobison is, as well, is a Google-trusted company, so we can also take this content and upload to Google Street View. And uh, we also provide um, standard photography and videography services. And all of these uh, contents, again, can be reintegrated into the virtual tour so that we sort of form a, one, a one-stop, all-in-one um, assets, where, where, which houses both 360 videos and um, flat foot for photos and videos as well in one interactive um, um, content. And we've done this for... Um, clients like uh, mantrak and uh, academic city So basically what we do so the services well, in terms of content we provide all kinds of um, content production and we'll be and we also integrate all of this into an all-in-one asset digital asset um, beyond that as well we also as you mentioned we also provide um, hosting for these services and in terms of hosting, when you when, uh, when you sign up with a, with Dobson, we provide for the first year we provide them um, free hosting and, and, and uh, quarterly analytics as well. And um, in terms of pricing and what to expect, seeing as the services are segmented as as per what the client wants, we price accordingly to what the client requires. So in terms, so we price um, separately for the 360 content production and then also building the virtual platforms as well. We also charge for that, but integrating to Google Street View is, is provided for free. Hosting is also provided for free. And also, as I mentioned, we have packages for the educational institutions and their hospitality and tourism. For educational institutions, we provide a 50% discount. And also for the tourism and hospitality industry, for some clients, we provide free services, which is those that sign up for 360 Ghana. We do the sign ups for free and then they pay marginal amounts to have um, some marginal amounts of uh, customization, which is um, changing the logos on the, changing the logos on the virtual store and also integrating their own booking options like either through WhatsApp, um, through direct phone call or if they have their own res- reservation web page. We also provide that for them at a cost, and then of course they can also request the full-blown um, virtual experiences. So your cost, you could start thinking about um, somewhere in the range of a thousand dollars upwards.
0: Okay, for all the services combined, and then, or you also can get it for free. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So are these services, all of these services, um, open across the continent? To you know, clients across the continents. that's on one hand. And I hear you have plans of expanding across Africa. How is that going? And looking at the AFCFTA, which has its HQ, the headquarters in Ghana, what's the plan to leverage the AFCFTA uh, to expand across Africa?
1: Okay, so with regards to clients across Africa, all clients or potential business across Africa, we are open to um, working with any clients from across the continent. Um, Some of our clients are already multinationals. We work with Mantrak and although we are based in Ghana, we provide services for them across um, the Africa region. Um, We are also working with uh, Rendezvous Development and their, their their Ghana operation is Apollonia City. And they have another development in Kenya that we are in talks with them to also go digitize. So we look, we see, even though we are a Ghana-based company, we see our, we see that we see that our influence um, stretches across um, the continent, and we, we we are we also provide services accordingly with with regards to expansion across the continent. Um, This is also really tied into um, the AFCTA. And how we see it is, even though we will be based in Ghana, we will be leveraging upon this Agreement to sort of uh, spread our influence across the across the continent, and um, and I mean it's great for us because besides the AfCFTA and being set up in Ghana, there are also a, lo- a a great number of reasons why Ghana would be the main place we would set up base from. Um, we are also looking at um, there is also a data center being built in Ghana where we envision hosting all of our content there to sort of provide these services directly um, built on the AFCTA across the continent. And in, our, and in, in terms of our expansion, we are looking at um, expanding into East, East Africa and Southern Africa. And with that, we already, have, um, we already have a team being set up in Rwanda to explore possibilities there. And currently, we are also in an accelerator program and post that program, what, what the plan is, is to also go set up, officially open up um, spots in these spaces. But again, going back, what I would say is our aim is to be based in Ghana, but have um, representatives and service providers in multiple countries. And with that, we, have, we already have one in Rwanda and we are going to start um, gathering content there as well to sort of see how this would fully expand out. And we will be building this initially on top of 360 Ghana to sort of now move away from servicing the tourism industry in Ghana to servicing the tourism industry across Africa to sort of um, promote regional tourism, because the truth is what the COVID pandemic has shown is there isn't a lot of regional traveling going on in Africa. There's a lot of um, diasporans and um, foreigners coming from outside of Africa. So what what we are looking to do is building on top of 360 Ghana, expanding these services across Africa and sort of promoting local and regional tourism through virtual reality. So these are some of the steps that we are working on. And like I said, we have a multinational company that I work with already providing services across Africa. So um, it doesn't really um, matter if um, the company is based in Ghana or not. We plan on servicing them and in future and even now, we believe that the AFCTA is, is one, of the, one of the key drivers to this to enable us to um, transfer our services and also our solutions across borders seamlessly.
0: Well, I look forward to all these plans coming into fruition because in just about two years or three years, 2018, uh, you've had over 20 clients. That's really, really great. I must commend you for that.
1: Thank you, thank you. It's not been easy, especially as um, this technology isn't at its peak in Africa, but really understand the digital terrain and what benefits they can derive from it. So besides our hard work, we also we have been lucky to um, encounter a, 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 a lot of uh, great companies who are quite forward-thinking and are open to new technologies and possibilities.
0: Wow, that's interesting. We've been speaking to Selassie Awiti, the founder of Ghana's leading provider of interactive virtual tours and dynamic digital experiencing, experiences, Dolbesin, which was founded in 2018. Uh, we've been talking about the huge potentials of virtual reality to other industries besides the world of gaming, which it is popular for globally. dobison's freemium platform, 360 Ghana, is currently the largest library of tourist attractions, experiences, and places to stay in virtual reality. Thanks a whole lot for the time. It's been really interesting and eye-opening.
1: Thank you also for having me, Anthony. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.